Elon, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. I am a concerned mom. I mean, my son is, he's only 32 months old. He's not in school. Um, but one day he may be. And if this is happening and kids are being at the age of 12 right now, are being given the choice themselves to receive a, an experimental COVID injection um, that is not a vaccine, if that's what's happening now, I, I want to do everything I possibly can to stand up for children's rights so that when he gets at some point to the age where he can be affected, he's empowered, we're empowered as a family. So you are standing up for, for children, for you, for humanity, um, and primarily children. Can you please introduce yourself? Yes, thank you, Jennifer, for this opportunity. So my name is Elon Mugelner, and uh, I was born in Israel about 43 years ago. And um, Israel is an interesting place, right? It's also a, a legend for itself. And uh, make the long story sh short, I moved to Italy. That was the first time that I immigrated in uh, 2008. And I learned, so I moved from the high technology sector into the healthcare. I became a physical therapist there and I opened my own clinic. I did two things. One of them is a pelvic floor rehabilitation and the other one is a teaching older adults how to fall properly. Well, first of all, how to feel their body, how to right, learn to move more efficiently. And, um, and then I moved here to Saskatoon, Canada, uh, to be part of the research. And I was very instrumental to do also the engineering part and, the, and also everything related to the protocol in order to take an uh, intervaginal probe and um, develop it, the, the prototype, and assess uh, the function of continence in women, which we don't know. Right, how exactly it works in order to make better um, rehabilitation uh, protocols. And then I stayed here. I was also in charge of the physical therapy services in, a, in a, the hospital of Melfort in Saskatchewan for a, for a while. And um, so I'm come to this now as a as a person that works especially with Parkinson's patient. And my approach is an approach uh, of quality. So it's an approach where the process is the most important. The process of uh, learning how to feel your body, how to feel gravity, right? Because all of us resist gravity but in order to learn to move better, first of all, you need to acknowledge how the gravity actually works and also how you create contraction in your body, how you modulate it. And there's also an all kind of other beautiful stuff as human expression and that ramifies to a lot of places. So I'm, I'm very, very holistic, right? So I'm really, I found a way really to boost the neurogenesis and neuroplasticity in older adults. And uh, it's just, uh, it takes time. It, it's a skill per se that you can develop. 
Uh, so there, for example, before we started with this pandemic, I already seen the big lie. I've seen many lies, but uh, right, for example, the pro-Palestinian lie, but that's uh, for a different thing, right? But in order to have, ah, we will, let's, let's leave that alone. It's too deep. It requires too much research. All the things that you can get in mainstream media, you cannot have the capacity to understand what is happening. You need the, right, a bit more sensitivity. Uh, but I would say that as a person that uh, teach older adults how to fall properly, and there is a global pandemic that increases uh, by the dozens of percent each year. No, not each year, but it, it, it's going in a progressive way, right? Because the World Health Organization uh, declares, at least it declared uh, two years ago, that 650 people, older adults, die each year uh, as consequences of falls not from the direct impact, that's quite rare, but from uh, the deconditioning that they stay in bed or they just become less active and they, they, they die from the complications. So, um, so I've seen that. I've seen how the healthcare system do not address it. We have a day for, for we've got a month, November in Canada for fall prevention, uh, but nothing is done. Um, the research is impotent and is politically driven, bibliographically driven by people that don't know how to move, they don't know how to fall, and the train goes. Right? So um, this is something that it was very um, baffling for me to see, but I've seen that the system is not interested really in uh, the, the true care of, uh, right, of our seniors. And then uh, March 2020 came. March 2020 came, and for all of us, we were put in a martial law. They called it lockdown, they created a nice word, but it's a martial law. And they told that there is an emergency because there is a very, um, very dangerous virus. The World Health Organization said that there's 3.4 percent of uh, inf in uh, infection fatality rate, so we better stay at home and flatten the curve. Um, they didn't tell you that they retracted the number, and it's just like a bad flu that doesn't touch the children actually. And um, life could have gone back, but it didn't because it was planned. And now we are at a moment where, uh, where we are forced uh, to take our children for a genetic experiment from which a lot of people are dying and millions and millions are uh, um, um, experiencing uh, adverse reactions. I just, uh, I just uh, seen the Israeli committee the independent Israel committee of Corona, because the government of Israel, like the government of the Canada, like the government of the UK, like all the other governments, they don't care less about the adverse reaction. 
from this uh, experiment. So they tried to push this experiment in all the ways possible, hence the Marcello. And um, when is 100%, it's unneeded. There's 100% um, safe and 100% uh, effective treatment peer-reviewed that only older adults need. Or people, let's say, adults, right? Especially if they got comorbidities, but we won't get into that. So um, I was always a, a non-conformist. It's part of my constitution. I always like to challenge things. I didn't automatically challenge all this uh, uh, fake plague. I was afraid like everybody else. I quarantined like everybody else the first few weeks. I washed uh, all the things that I brought home. I actually was very surprised as a health professional that dealt with patients that need, needed to be isolated and I had to provide care with them without getting infected and bring the infection to the hospital. I was quite puzzled that as the time went by, they didn't teach infection control to the population. That is how to wash your hand properly, how to don the mask properly, how to take off the mask in such a way that you won't get infected. So I started to create my own videos to protect the population that they will know how to use. Because if you touch the mask, it's game over. It's like you got infected. If you put it on, off, if you touch things, a lot of people don't realize they touch things and they, they go like that, right? You really need to be in such a state of awareness, which is actually impossible. When you go in as a health provider to a room where everything needs to be, there's a chance to get infected, you are very alert. Well, you're supposed to be very alert. I can tell you that I've seen uh, health providers all over that before COVID uh, did things that you see them and say, oh my God, because we're humans. So even health professionals, when they are supposed to uh, make sure, right, it's impossible. So frankly, it's impossible. Also the mask, I started to question it because the mask, they just said, put anything on. And in order to prevent uh, the infections of COVID, you need an N95 mask. And there are all kinds of them. So you need one that fits to your face. And you need to make a test to see that it filters. So it can filter 95% of viruses. Not everything. For that, you need a, a closed system of oxygen to have 100%. So for me, it was interesting also that they just said, put a cloth on your face, no recommendation on what, right? So, and, and they didn't talk about the proper, the proper um, protective gear that you need to use. So for me, it, it started to really be interesting, I would say. And then like a lot of people, like millions of people around the world, I started to type in Google and learn about all kinds of things. And they, I started to learn about the World Health Organization and I've seen the connection. I've seen that uh, the, not only this director, but the other director of the World Health Organization, 
is actually is actually uh, after he retires from that position he returned to be in uh, it's an operant he was uh, at the he was in in the committees of the uh, the Chinese uh, party the Chinese public party so you have somebody that has only uh, China's interest in mind controlling the public health a specialized department of the United Nation. The United Nation per se was created 70 something years ago in order to have transparency, in order that another world war will not happen to have good communication. But at the end of the day, the UN became the complete opposite. The UN is a means is an instrument for dictators and globalists to push on us anything that is, that is foreign to our interest, that is against our interest. When you look at the Human Rights Committee in the UN, all the members are dictatorship. We've got Iran. I won't start to educate now the mothers what is happening in Iran, but in Iran, you can't go outside without the protection of uh, your husband or your, uh, or your brother, right? And if you talk against the religion, uh, that's the death penalty. So those good countries are the countries that are controlling the human rights committee in the UN. Now, the UN also um, created other programs that you should research it. One of them is uh, the development goals of 2030, but we will stop there. What I'm trying to say here that I did my research. I did hundreds of hundreds of hours of research. So I'm coming from the practicality of understanding that things doesn't make sense at all. And then I seen the silencing and the fear and how the real experts, the real experts that try to, to sound the alarm are deplatformed and, they, and Facebook tells them that they are actually providing disinformation. Um, and you've seen, so you, you've seen <clears throat> from every point how uh, the fake narrative, the 100% narrative is pushed on us in a way that aims to destroy our lives, aim to alter our way of being, alter our culture, try to disseminate the family. For example, now the mature a minor right to consent that you talked about, 13 and above they are, they created already it a few years ago but now it's being used unlawfully, like anything else that has happened since uh, March 2020, in an unlawful way to put children into an experiment that is known to be very dangerous. Very dangerous. So um, then I went to Israel and I've, I've uh, visited Israel in between the lockdowns. Uh, June and July, and it was interesting to land in Israel and, you know, there was a sleeve from the airplane to the, the, to the terminal 
and there there were 30, 30 IDF soldiers. No, so the charade, the charade of, you know, the, they're coming to make sure that you have a quarantine a program in place, because if not, you're being taken to a government-approved quarantine facility. I should have, but I did, I, uh, might, I should have do that and make a bit of journalism from there. But I thought maybe I will go and see my parents instead. So like a schmuck, I was stuck uh, 14, 14 days in my, in my old room <laughs> that I was a child. <laughs> that was very surreal. Yeah, I did my work. I did a, I've got my patients through telehealth. So that continued nicely. I don't have problem to be quarantined other than it's totally fallacy. But at that time, I wasn't completely sure. It took me still a time. And my parents were completely already at that point brainwashed because they heard the CNN and all of the other mainstream media that said that this is something that is terrible. It's killing people by the doors. We have to stay at home and all the complete, complete nonsense. So I went and I, um, I went every time, you know, with a mask and I make sure and that. But at one point, uh, I knew that there was a corruption in Israel and Bibi that uh, signed uh, the agreement with the uh, Pfizer-BioNTech. Um, I, I felt that I need to go there and I, I went to rallies of thousands of thousands of people that, uh, that demanded that he will go, right? That he will go and go fast because he really destroys Israel now. But there is a dictatorship in Israel. In Israel at the moment already, as a great deal of uh, the adult population got uh, vaccinated, they introduced already the passport, uh, the vaccine, the, the vaccine passport, and there is medical apartheid in Israel. So they went very strong in Israel. But now we we, we align the same line with them because we are we are now. Uh, with our children on the front line trying to protect them from this very dangerous experiment. It's actually not an experiment. I talked, uh, there's a, a gentleman, a professor of agriculture that joined us to the Concerned uh, Parents Saskatchewan organization that I started last week because of, of uh, the fact of forcing our children to go through this clinical trial. And he, I tried to explain to him that this is an experiment because officially it's an experiment. It's going to end at 2023. But he couldn't agree. He said, no, it's not an experiment because he didn't, he didn't go to, to the official uh, uh, emergency authorization uh, use uh, approvals or to the other documents that were given by Big Pharma to the FDA where they state, we have an experiment and in order to get right the emergency use. So he couldn't wrap his mind because it, it's not an experiment. It's an experiment in respect of um, the legality that they, that they used, that they lied because the emergency is totally fake. And because the emergency is totally fake, they can't use an emergency intervention on us. 
So they use legality, but in an illegal way. Okay, so they, it's, it's diabolic. So we are at the moment, sorry for jumping from a place to place. We are at the moment where we are still able uh, to not only reverse everything, but bring a, a much, much brighter light than what it was here before. Because there is a system that, um, that for many, many years grew, and now it's tried to execute a maneuver, a maneuver where there will be a global dictatorship. We already see that there is a complete state of unlawfulness. There's no questioning about how we lost medical privacy. There's no questioning how we lost an informed consent. Informed consent in sense of that we really need to get all the data. Informed consent cannot exist if the people of power tell you that you need to do something. If somebody at power tells you that you need to do something, you can't obtain informed consent. You can, you can, you can coerce somebody, you can force somebody, but you can't take by force informed consent. Informed consent need to be happening voluntarily in a neutral space where you're presented by the cons and pros, the benefits, the risks, the alternative of treatments. And then you choose if you want. For example, if you have cancer, you can choose if you take uh, chemotherapy. They won't shame you, you, they won't call you chemotherapy hesitant. Uh, but the truth is that all of the things that are happening are nice words, very nice words, very calm words, very, very cultural words, although that the uh, vaccine hesitancy is actually the discriminatory element and we don't like discrimination in our society, or do we? Or do we? Right? So we are at a state of a free fall. So we are at the moment where we believe we have rights, but now in order to have rights, we need to fight upstream really hard in order to get what we had without any effort since until March 2020. And the good news that um, we can do it, the good news is that we are the majority and we've got all the facts and we've got all the experts, the true experts, not the stupid talking heads, technician mentality, physician that we have here in Canada, that 95% of them are actively pushing um, this clinical trial that is completely dangerous and completely unneeded on their patients. And they're practicing uh, malpractice. They're practicing medical negligence and treason. So 
the good news is that we are the mighty, we are the majority, we have all the facts, a lot of things are happening. Just in the last two hours, there was a, a video, I will share it with you, of the Israeli Independent Committee of uh, Corona, because the government, as I said, couldn't care less about adverse reactions. They actively say if something happened, ah, there's no causation, and there's no link. A healthy person dropped dead a week after, right, getting the vaccine. No, not connected. No, people die. No, people die. We have everything. There's a lawsuit that now have been come forward yesterday by the American frontline doctors. And they're suing the equivalent of Theresa Tam. And they're asking to stop because also there, the Pfizer biotech is trying to get now into the school and use the school immunization system or the pretendency of a, vac of a vaccine because they say, and they say to the children here in the group that we created, Concerned Parents Saskatchewan, we've got children that took photos from propaganda that they're being given. Right, they've got a, a, a presentation about how wonderful vaccines are. And then uh, the criminal um, uh, Saskatchewan Health Authority SEO, Livingstone, he says, well, vaccines are great. We always use them. We, we know how to ride the roller. So they're using all the, they're trying to create the perception of legitimacy in all means. But this is nothing but a vaccine, and we won't open here why it's not a vaccine, right? Not because it's the death shot, not because of that it's not a vaccine, but let's cut it short here in that respect. The only problem is us. We are the problem. The government that is a complete uh, uh, driven by a public health, um, tyrannical La La Land that coming again from the World Health Organization would come from other people that really have a lot of money and control and they don't like people that are healthy and people that are in a, a structure of a family. Well, it's a lot to digest, huh? It's very, it's a, it's a lot to digest. Yes, and I was referred to your group, Concerned Parents of Saskatchewan, uh, from Dr. Roger Hawkinson. And when did you when did you form your group? And what is your group about? And does it apply to all provinces? So this is a group uh, that applies to everyone. It applies even to the bureaucrats that never lost a a, a, a paycheck through this uh, pandemic, because they've got children and they don't understand that uh, we are going, we are free falling into hell, true hell. Um, so this is for everyone. This is for grandma, this is for the sister, this is for the mothers and the parents. Right? We started with parents because going through the notion of freedom is something that 
doesn't create a visceral response in us. It's hard to relate. It's something that we read, we understand intellectually, but, but once they came for our children, once they came for our children and asked us with their lives to sacrifice them, I said that I have to, I have to stop it. I, I've seen nobody specifically try to stop the train because we are at 23rd of May and in a week time they're going to start in Saskatchewan throughout their high schools. After they brainwashed our children, we know that, we've got the evidence, they brainwashed them again and again, treating them as a biohazard, telling them that the vaccine will save us all when we will return to normality and they will be able to play with their children, with their, with their friends. And they tell them, we've got it, we've got one of the popular posts on our group is, it's a screenshot from a letter that a child got and it says, well, if your parents disagree, talk with them, have a hard conversation with them, but remember that it's your choice. You have the right to consent. And remember that you will be able to do so many stuff with your friends if you do. It's so diabolic. I have, a question, I have a question for you. How, of all vaccines, because I know, like I remember getting vaccines in school, were they, were they all children's choices or are they, were they all parents' consent? Okay, so I'm not the person uh, to give that answer. Okay. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. I, from what I understand, though, and do not take me by the word, is that the immunization system, actually they, they said it in few times, the Saskatchewan Health Authority, it's already um, um, a reality that the children have mature minor right of consent also for immunization for a few years now, from 13 years year old. So they set up already the, the ground, okay? We, life in general, right, could be imagined in a, a better way. Governments of the world don't really do us a great service, right? Things are happening, but not because of the government. Government is actually always in the way. We do stuff. The government needs to be extremely slim and extremely, extremely um, resonating with the need at real time of the people, which doesn't happen anywhere. So I want to say that our group is for any Canadian, actually any citizen anywhere in the world because we are all in it really together, but it's for any Canadian that wants to rise up for this tyranny and understands that if he doesn't rise now, he will pay the price. He will sacrifice his health his children will sacrifice their health. We're not going to return to any sense of normality because the emergency that was always fake will never go away. It's just a matter of taking us slowly, one after the other. And this is a spiritual war, first and foremost. Well, we, we need to, with all the disinformation and all the noise, we need first of all to say, are we willing for us to be abused and abuse others? Are we willing to 
because they are counting on that that will take care only of our children. I hear it all the time. We say, no, okay, I will take the child away from, from school. So he's calm. They are calm, the parents are calm. But you can't survive without a tribe. Canada is a tribe, Saskatchewan is a tribe. If the tribe goes down, you go down. Especially now when we live in such a hyper-specialized uh, society. And, um, and then the conversation goes, you know, I can empower the people with all the information and really the odds are for us other than the time, right? And I tell them everything that they need to know and we've shared it also in the, in the group, in the concerned parents group. We've got all the information. Actually, now we're making it a bit more distilled and we're working in, with a, a group of of uh, public health experts to put that also and use it uh, for the legal action. But the, because you have people with integrity, not a lot of people, but you have people with integrity that understand that we're descending into hell and they will not let it happen on their, under their watch. But the problem is railing the people. Although we are the majority, although that you see that this makes no sense, that, that you see that um, they, they put you in a harm's way. Although that you see that, people will tell me, you know, I can't lose my livelihood. I can't, I can't lose my reputation. And they start to step back. So this is a spiritual war because, because we are the majority, we are the mighty. We, we have the, the, we've got humanity bubbling up. We've got humanity bubbling out from us. And we just need to <laughs> allow that natural empathy that we have to, to come into manifestation now and stand up in the, public, in the public realm, in the public realm, show our face and say, I'm here. I'm here for my children. I'm here for my family. I'm here for being, to stand for integrity because I'm not willing to, to be in a place where we see the lie, but we do not point on it because we are in this now and if it continues this is hell it's not going to go any any better it's just the start so we need to to say are we willing to pay a small price and probably now everything goes so fast that you're not asked actually to pay a price if everybody is standing up I assume that we've got about 100,000 Canadians and at least 30,000 children that are getting this death shot every day in Canada. So this is a call for anybody that hears now on 23rd of May. We'll, we can empower you with the data, with the letters. 
you know that this, that what the government is doing is an act of war on us. This is a war from within. This is a Trojan horse and a very, a very, very sophisticated one where you're so afraid, but you don't know that they made you afraid systematically. But there's something above fear. And this is something that you need to find for yourself. Okay. I need to go in a few minutes because I got to have dinner with Eros. But I do have one question for you and I am absolutely terrified to ask it. I don't know if you know the answer, but I, I don't want to ask this, but I'm going to ask it. So we see this happening to kids in school, 12, 13 up. What about these guys? When are they, are they, do they have a plan for these guys? They're coming after yeah. them? The planning, they, they wanted from, from day one to do it on six months and older. Actually, you've got a lot of mothers that got the death shot uh, during their pregnancy all over the place, in Canada, in Israel. Um, we won't get here about the consequences of that, about the short-term consequences of that. The plan is to vaccinate everybody. Also, I remember one time I, I've seen uh, Scott Moore in one of his uh, live press releases, and they've been asking, who is going to be vaccinated? And say, well, everyone. Because it's not about health, it's not about safety, it's about control, control of your movement, control of everything that you can think of, the lack of sovereignty. That is the only reason that they vaccinate you to take away your health and to have complete control over you. So six months, I don't know when it, it's going to come. Pfizer and Moderna push on getting the six months. So I don't know if it's going to be two months or three months ahead, but for sure not one year. So yeah, what you're going to have once they're introducing here also the, the passport, is that if you are a dissident, now if you're a dissident, you, you pay some price. We are being surveilled the, by the police. The police stopped uh, harassing uh, the, the criminals and they're harassing us, the people that try to bring the truth to the people, try to, to tell the people, do it now, do it now. What are you waiting for? from fear itself. And, and, and uh, so the time is now. It's, a, it's a, a call for action. We can have heaven. We can have in few months heaven here. Or hell, it's really like that. Okay. So we are going to give you all the information to start the research or the footnotes you can do it by yourself, but you see, you don't need to do research when you see that there is a dangerous experiment and you can see the death at, uh, at uh, the, the CDC's website, at the NHS at the UK, at Israel. You see all the mayhem that happens, but still they're pushing it on our children. Every time when you've got in a true vaccine and I'm fully vaccinated, I'm, 
Truly, I'm more vaccinated than all of you together because I moved countries and I, I've been a, a health professional in few health uh, authorities. I'm vaccinated to my eyebrows, <laughs> right? So uh, the vaccine, I'm just, it's what I wanted to say. I want to say it's just some too much talking, too much talking. It's, a, it's the time for action. It's just the time for action. I wanted to say that when you have a 12 death, 25 death, they stop a war out of a vaccine. They stop it. The billions of dollars that they put into the development, if some people die, they stop it. And now they don't stop it. And they tell us, Oh, yeah, there's a chance of this and that. And they talk about the blood colors as if it's the only thing. And they say it as AstraZeneca. Pfizer, which they're going to give the children only the Pfizer, makes much more blood clots. Also in the brain. Have you seen children with strokes? You know how is to care for a child that after that all his life is like that? Right? You don't want to. You don't want to keep your children safe, but in order to keep them safe, first thing this week, shout from the roofs of the tops, from the roofs, shout, stop the fake emergency and stop, in, stop the false experiment on children. And how did we allow the governments to do it? How did we allow the lies to, to ramp up to such a place? Are we spineless and stupid at the same time that we're going to lose everything just to be afraid of something that do not exist? Got my attention. Here we go, into heaven. First of all, listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. And then everything will be okay. We'll, we need to unite hands. We are, we, are, we are those that are bringing the light by the droves. Thank you. We need to stand together, have a voice united, and protect our children, protect ourselves and our children, each other. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I will post a link to your website or to your to your Facebook group so people can go there and, and, and they can learn what they can do to protect themselves and their children. And thank you so, so much for taking the time. I know you're I know you're so busy and you're talking to so many people. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me and, you know, and my mom community and, um, and, and you're standing up for my little boy. So you are a hero and I thank you so much, Elon. God bless us all. Thank you very much, Jennifer. I'm going to go have dinner with him and hug him so tight. Okay, Thank give you. him a hug also for me. Thank you so much. Ciao.